Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Good evening, and welcome to this week's show of Julia's Truck and Cafe. I'm your host, Julia. I am recording live, broadcasting live, I mean, in the parking lot of the Kingdom City Truck Stop Petro on I-70 at exit 148. Yes, I'm doing it out of my truck. The weather is rainy and miserable so I decided I was going to go ahead and do it in my truck today. This week's show, we're going to just be talking about a variety of topics. Weather, accidents, current events, what's going on in the trucking industry, different articles I found. Feel free to call in with your comments. Our call-in number is 213-943-3411. Again, our show is on every Monday night between 6 and 7 p.m. And uh, you can listen to it anytime on Facebook. Connect with us on Facebook at Julia's Trucking Cafe. Also become a member of our discussion group, uh, Julia's Trucking Cafe regulars. You can find us in iTunes directory under podcast as well as Google Play Store in the podcast app. Just do a search for Julia's Trucking Cafe. I want to start out on a somber note. Last week, Friday, on Interstate 30, Mount Pleasant, Texas, there was at least a five-truck-plus-car pileup. Three children lost their lives along with their mom. At 8.22 in the morning, a U-Haul truck with a trailer was going down Interstate 30 eastbound and lost it and rolled over. That started the chain reaction. There was trucks that got into a wreck, but nobody got hurt in that portion of the accident. As people were standing still, a MVT, Melissa Valley Trucking, lady trucker, hit a minivan with the tr three children in it, mom and dad. Hit it so hard, she pushed it under the truck that it was sitting behind on the interstate to where it took the whole cab of the van off to the chassis then pushed that truck into the truck ahead of it and started a five-truck chain reaction. Wanda Gebhardt was her name. They released their names today. I want to read you a little bit of the article from the Mount Pleasant Police Department. In memory of the three children, the mom and Miss Wanda, who lost their lives on Friday. Two adults and three children lost their lives Friday morning at 822 on I-30, like I said, when a tractor-trailer rear-ended another tractor-trailer that pushed into a minivan. The minivan was then pushed into the back of another tractor-trailer that was pushed into a fourth tractor-trailer. An earlier accident at 7.18 a.m. without injuries had backed up traffic on the highway when a U-Haul vehicle crashed on I-30 at the east city limits. 
The combination of these accidents had eastbound lanes on I-30 closed until 2 p.m. From the second crash that involved five vehicles, three truck drivers were treated at the regional medical center. One man from the minivan, excuse me, was flown to Christ's Mother Francis Hospital in Tyler in stable but critical condition. And the truck driver who started this chain reaction, there again, Miss Wanda, lost her life. It's a sad day. It is still under investigation to what caused this crash. Either Miss Wanda had a heart attack, a medical emergency, because I have the pictures posted on my Void Us Logistics page, which is also copied over to the cafe page. And from the look of the wreck of the truck, she was going pretty fast. So either she had a medical emergency, heart attack, stroke, or inattentive driving when she hit the van. I don't know. It is sad to say, but people, this is reality out here. These fatalities, nobody wants to talk about. These trucking accidents from inattentive driving, looking at your phone, flipping the radio, wearing earbuds. I just, I don't like wearing earbuds. Speeding, changing lanes drastically and, and quickly. Acting like this truck is a car. It's not. It's an 80,000 pound bomb. I've said it before. It's an 80,000-pound bomb, rolling bomb, rolling missile, if you want to call it that. And there's just no room for this kind of driving going down the road, guys and gals. There's no room for it out in this industry. You can kill somebody like this just happened. There's severe pileups and everything in the weather. It's just as bad. In another news, over 2,000 truck drivers need to be medically recertified after an Alabama chiropractor is arrested for conspiracy. You can read more on these articles on cdllife.com. I'm trolling the web, I guess you would say, with for news and current events. Thousands of truck drivers will have just 30 days to be medically recertified after an Alabama-based chiropractor was arrested and indicted for allegedly conducting fraudulent driver exams. According to a public statement from the FMCSA, any driver who received medical certification from a Dr. Kenneth G. Edwards in the past two years will have just one month to obtain new medical certification from a qualified examiner. Drivers who receive their medical qualification screening and the national registry number of Fink City, Alabama, will be officially notified in writing that they must be medically requalified within 30 days. Drivers that fail to obtain this medical requalification will be medically disqualified from operating a commercial vehicle or a CMV in interstate commerce. If you have any questions, they have a phone number that you can call them. The FMCSA alleges that Edwards was not performing his full duty in administering DOT exams to truck drivers and that examinations were incomplete. Required testing was not performed and information on medical examination forms was not was falsified. Not even not filled out, it was falsified. He has been indicted by a federal grand jury and faces charges of conspiracy, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, making false statements, and falsification of federal records. So this is not a joke. You have to be physically fit 
in order to drive a truck. A lot of times I had to carry weights, do squats, bend down and have squats, besides your eye test, besides your blood sugar test, and everything else. It's quite stringent testing, pushing and pulling, lifting, all those type of things. Regarding the accident, again, from Friday, the the investigation is still ongoing. I um, apologize for digressing. The investigation into that accident is still ongoing. It may take them a week, two weeks to figure out exactly what happened. So keep Ms. Gebhardt's family in your prayers along with the family of the three children and the mom that were killed. You can post your comments on our Facebook page at Julia's Trucking Cafe and the discussion group at Julia's uh, Trucking Cafe regulars or Voidas Logistics. You will also see that post on the cafe. In other news, a motorist traveling 160 miles an hour in Indiana on the toll road were stopped when two semi-trucks were side-by-side and he couldn't get around them. March 22nd, an Indiana State Trooper was able to get a dangerous Dodge Challenger Hellcat driver off the road thanks to a pair of unsuspecting truck drivers. We finally get some recognition out here. This happened on March 20th at 7 p.m. in the evening in LaPorte County, Indiana. The trooper was assisting a broke-down motorist about the 45-mile marker on the Indiana toll road when he spotted a red Dodge Challenger Hellcat driver weaving in and out of traffic at a high speed. The officer began to pursue the Hellcat and hit speeds of 150 miles an hour during this pursuit. The Hellcat pulled away from the cruiser, but was eventually slowed when it got caught behind two semis that were driving next to each other. Wondering if one wasn't trying to pass the other one. Then the trooper was able to catch up to him and pull him over around the 56-mile stick. This person was a 38-year-old Wisconsin resident, was arrested and charged with reckless driving. His license was allegedly expired. He told the officer that he had reached speeds of more than 160 miles an hour during the pursuit and that he was just trying to get to Maryland. Indiana State Police say that this is the second incident of a motorist caught hitting excessive speeds on the Indiana Toll Road. And a crash at those speeds would be catastrophic. Well, of course, your car would be totaled. Now, here in the next couple of months, we are going to be having what us truck drivers know as the Blitz coming. Always the first week of June. This year, there again, according to CDL Life, The commercial CVSA, Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, announced on the 20th of March the dates in this year's focus for the Blitz Road Check Inspection Campaign. It's going to be throughout the United States from June 5th to the 7th. The focus for this year's Road Check Campaign will be on hours of service compliance. Part of the reason for this year's increased attention to hours of service regulations is, you guessed it, the ELD mandate. From President Christopher Turner, although the electronic logging device, otherwise known as the ELD, rule went into effect on December 18, 2017, this does not change any of the underlying hours of service rules or exceptions. 
the ELD mandate placed a spotlight on hours of service compliance. We thought this year would be a perfect opportunity to focus on the importance of the hours of service regulation. Well, of course they did. You know, yeah, let's go ahead and bust everybody to see how many people we can put out of service. He then went on to note that the hours of service violations during last year's road check or blitz pointed to the need for increased focus on compliance for this year. The top reason drivers were placed out of service during 2017 was an hour of service violations. 32% of drivers who were placed out of service during last year's three-day event were removed from our roadways due to violations related to hours of service. It's definitely an area we need to call attention to this year. During that three-day inspection, most officers will be conducting the following. Level one inspections on both drivers and vehicles. Drivers will be asked to provide their operating credentials and hours of service documentation and will be checked for seat belt usage. I am giving each and every one of you listeners up on what will be going on this June. Inspectors will also be attended to apparent alcohol and or drug impairment. During the vehicle inspection, officers will examine the brakes, cargo securement, coupling devices, driveline driveshaft components, exhaust systems, frames, fuel systems, lighting devices, steering mechanisms, suspensions, tires, van and open top trailer bodies, wheels, rims, hubs, and windshield wipers. Pretty much, you know, the, the normal stuff. During last year's blitz, more than 62,000 inspections were performed. Of these inspected trucks, 19.4% were placed out of service. Additionally, 4.7% of the truck drivers who underwent inspection were placed out of service for various violations. Once again, the to me, the ELDs, since I'm on this topic, the ELDs change driving from how many miles you can drive in a day to how many hours you drive in a day. What it does, you're always pushing that 14-hour clock. I got to go. Got to go. A friend of mine says that. Got to go actually my biggest fan he's got to go and you got used to doing that in the paper logbook load's got to get there got to go got to go but anymore you can't do that you got to do a 30 minute break this is a humongous tattletale in your truck anymore people most of the people that are getting into trucking don't know about the good old days don't know about paper logs. You know, they quit their professional career. They get tired of the same old nine to five, eight to five job. Let's go out and see the world. And we're just happy running 62 mile an hour for U.S. Express or Sierra England or, you know, the top ones. And we just let everybody go by. We'll just, you know, they're not understanding how dangerous they are doing 62 mile an hour down the road. When you have a truck that's doing, my truck does 68. Prime truck will do 62. The rest of them do does yeah, about 65. Then you have a pole hauler doing about 80. Not all of them, just some of them. And he's coming up your tail. And there's no place for him to go. Inattentive driving, that's what causes the accidents. Cars need to have mandatory hands-free devices in their every vehicle. They want us to comply federally to having wireless headsets and everything. You get busted for having a phone up to your ear, but you don't understand how many drivers I still see out there with that phone up to their ear. Guys, it's a $2,500 fine to you. If you are caught with that phone up to your ear, 
I pass by you, and I look in my right window, and I see that phone up in your ear. You can't hide it. Your elbow is bent. It's resting on the armrest next to the window, and your hand's in a C-clamp. You're not resting your head on your hand, and your your mouse is moving. Guess what? You got a phone up to your ear. It doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. Then a $10,000 fine to your company. Don't you give a shit? Don't you care? Get some sort of a headset. Pull it, plug it into your ear. You'll eventually get used to it. I have several. I have the one that's with a boom mic that's over my head. I have what's I, what I call a dog collar. It's one of those ultra one ones that go around your neck and you have the earbud. But I only have one earbud in my ear so I can hear the horns or the traffic or my motor or trailer or somebody out of my the opposite ear. That might be another thing that they should be looking for. Who's running hands-free? They always want to pick on the truck drivers, but what about getting cars inspections? Yeah, a lot of states have car inspections and stuff, but what about pulling cars over? Another topic I heard about was Uber. Their auto drive car, remote control car, whatever you want to call it, that's camera-assisted, autonomous driving car, ran over a pedestrian. Word has it that they have a hard time with the cameras figuring out a pedestrian in the dark, the shape and everything of a pedestrian or a bicyclist or anything in the dark. Isn't that a little scary? Doesn't that scare you? It does me. It scares me a bunch to know that a self-driving car with the person in the driving seat can run over somebody because they're not paying attention what the hell the car's doing. car's doing it on its own, you know. You still need to look around to be able to hit the brake in case the car doesn't sense it. And now they want autonomous trucks? Really? Come on, FMCSA. When are you going to give us truck drivers a damn break already? Autonomous trucks? They're testing them out in Budweiser. They're testing them out of UPS, from what I understand. They're going to have a rail down the side of the interstate that they have to follow. And as long as from point A to point B in a straight line, or, you know, not in a real highly populated area, they'll just run back and forth just like a regular truck. Just amazing. I want to do on this episode, since we're talking about a little bit of everything, and he's going to probably kill me. I do want to give a big shout-out to my son, who is a member of the United States Air Force. He is an airman. He has just came back from a deployment in Afghanistan. So welcome home, son. Missed you greatly. He is very glad to be home. We will be spending time together the end of April. Granted, I know it's not about trucking news, but there is a lot of vets out there. So I completely understand the veterans and their needs out here and why they drive a truck. My brother was in Vietnam. And my son's an airman now. Lots of accidents over the weekend with the bad weather in Iowa. Trucks turning over, cars turning over in the median and ditches. I even sat out in Ohio over the weekend because trying to get around the storm that was spread from Minnesota all the way to Cincinnati. Then I get to Cincinnati, excuse me, get to Cincinnati, 2 a.m., nothing. No snow, no nothing on the ground. Totally amazed. Totally amazed at what happened. Again, if you have any comments, 
please give us a call at 213-943-3411. I would like you to call in. You don't have to be bashful. You don't have to be shy. Your comments are most welcome. Please like us on our Facebook page at Julia's Truck and Cafe. Please join our discussion group. Everybody's input is important at Julia's Trucking Cafe regulars. Mid-America Trucking Show was held this weekend in Louisville, Kentucky. They gave away a Volvo truck over the weekend. It, I believe, don't, I believe it was with Prime Inc. that all, that gave away the truck. And seems like everyone had a good time. I cannot announce the winner as of yet because I actually don't know who the winner was. So I'm sorry I can't say, but it was through Women in Trucking. Prime, apparently, Inc. was live then. There is a video on their Salute to Women Behind the Wheel. It goes, it's for in the ninth year in the row. A lot of women turned out. I fortunately had to, uh, unfortunately had to work, so I wasn't able to be there. Um, I don't think they really like me there. There again, this is not a competition between my radio show is not a competition between road dog trucking and women in trucking. This is an alternative. I'm trying to broadcast experiences in my episodes of the real life truck driver, not sugarcoat anything. This is reality. What we go through on a daily basis weekly basis, monthly basis, the weather conditions out here. I had a lot of listeners last week to my episode of different items that you need to carry in your truck. Thank you so much. Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. We're up to over 200 listeners. Let's keep it growing. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Me and a friend of mine were kicking it around that maybe one year when this gets off the ground and I have a lot of listeners and a lot of people calling in that we'll go ahead and get a booth at the Mid-America Trucking Show. And then he got on a tangent. And I do have to share this because it's funny. And, and everybody is trying to, when I say, you know, the different things that truck drivers do out here, um, they think it's a comedy hour. This is very serious people, even though I may start cutting up and, and things like that every once in a while. But I try to have this show as a teaching tool to new drivers and drivers coming into this industry so that they're not, nothing sugarcoated for them. If you listen to this show, it's going to be serious. It's going to be teaching them the right way to do things like I said, with my 30 years experience, and again, it's only my personal opinion. But back to the Mid-America Trucking Show. 
not only was it just giving away a truck and boots and uh, meet and greet, they also have a truck driving contest. They have a backing competition with singles and doubles and straight truck and you know, you you can win win prizes and win that and compete with other drivers on your abilities out here to back or 45, 90 degree, blindside back. Um, and I really wanted to enter. We were, we were talking about getting a booth and checked out the price of the booth. And then it went on, the conversation went on to, well, now you need the backdrop like I have on the Facebook page. Then you need a freestanding structure for the backdrop. Then I was going to get the old-fashioned restaurant red checkered curtains, then have a table with a red checkered tablecloth on it. Well, then he said, well, why don't you provide coffee and and cookies, and then then I had to get the waitress, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, now we're getting expensive. Just for three days at the Mid-America Trucking Show, you're looking at about $6,000. And I'm like, well, maybe one day down the road. But if you see me out, I will be handing out business cards that I have printed in my truck, not bragging, just saying. And they, um, so it's easier to find Again, thank you everyone for tuning in on a weekly basis. I am trying to grow my audience, so I'm doing all that I can. I want to thank everybody in the Truckers Haven group for putting up with me constantly posting events every week. Um, Your feedback to a question that I posted in the group was great. And I really appreciated all the great feedback and how many people did share their thoughts and comments. Now, if I could just get you guys to call in, it would be great. But that'll happen eventually. Um, what the question that I posted, I'm sorry for the pause. The question that I posted in the Trucker's Haven group was, If you had, and this happened to me with the company I'm working for, no names will be mentioned, you had a load planner or a dispatcher scream at you at 7 in the morning for no reason because he thought, she thought, you were running late for your delivery, didn't know anything of the background or when you got the load, And uh, yelled at you because of the fact that the customer was unhappy and, you know, what's going on, this kind of thing. What do you do? How do you handle something like that? Well, I have to say about 95% of the comments were us, hang up. (laughs) They started screaming at you over the phone, just hang up. Um. Let them call back when they calm down and can talk in a professional manner to you. The story behind that was I got I picked up a load Wednesday, and I had to be in New Jersey. The appointment time was Thursday at 11 o'clock. Now, this is 1,300-mile trip. I said, that isn't happening, and I got the dispatch Thursday, Tuesday night, I mean. And I still had to deliver in Harrisonville at Walmart, and we know how great Walmart is. They, like, Harrisonville is pretty good, though. I will give them a shout-out. They do are pretty quick as far as getting uh, getting you unloaded. Two hours later, I'm out of there. I truck it on up to go pick up the next load. Get there. By the time I get out, drop and hook and carry on and everything, I get out of there about 1030 Wednesday morning. So there's no way in this world that I'm going to make 11 o'clock Thursday morning appointment. So I got on my Qualcomm with work, and I said, that's not going to happen. It'll happen about 11 o'clock Friday morning in New Jersey. It's not going to happen Thursday morning. There's no way. So Thursday morning when this person called me screaming at me, 
where, you know, what's going on and all this kind of stuff. I told him in no uncertain terms that I don't appreciate getting screamed at first thing in the morning. I was also accused of taking a 13-hour break. Why didn't I get up at 10? Well, because I've been sick since February, and that's a lot of it why the there's a lot of pauses. There's a lot of static going on, like I mentioned before in the last episode. I am going through and editing these episodes. So if it's posted now and it doesn't sound real good, give it a little bit. I'm working on the previous one to clean it up. Sometimes I have to re-record these so it's nice and clear for everybody. I care about each and every one of you. I care what happens to you. Please stay safe out on the highways with this goofy weather we got going on. It was literally lightning this morning in Moberly, Missouri. And I'm like, really? It's March. So apparently March is coming in like a lion and going out like one too. I don't know. The old saying was going in like a lion, going out like a lamb, and now it's it's going coming in like a lion going out like a lion. I just I really don't get it. Other things at the mid back to the Mid America Truck Show. It showcases different products as well from different trucking companies. They also have a Facebook page. They had live music, Bill Weaver, Joey Holiday, Jane Denham, and Tony Justice. Peterbilt superfan Rick McLurkin of San Jose, California, was awarded the new model 567 Heritage at the 2018 Truck and Show. It's the one millionth built by Peterbilt Motors, a piece of history in and of itself. So Peterbilt gave away their one millionth truck. It's every year around the middle of March. I was right there in Louisville and didn't go. Not because I didn't want to, it just I just didn't go. Again, you can call in at 213-943-3411. Like us on Facebook, Julia's Truck and Cafe. Join our discussion group. Look for us at, in the group Truckers Haven as well. Discussion group is Julia's Truck and Cafe regulars. More news. Hopefully the weather will start straightening out. Looking at the radar surrounding Missouri at the moment. I only, can only go by today, Monday, 6.39 p.m. I am surrounded in rain in Missouri. There is a real bad storm system from Chicago all the way down to Bowling Green, Kentucky, mainly rain, no snow that I see. 
up around Minneapolis, St. Cloud, Duluth, Minnesota, up into Canada, is a lot of snow. I grew up in the state of Wisconsin, and from Rochester over to Wausau, they're getting a lot of rain down to Cedar Rapids, excuse me, right now. Temperatures are holding about four in the 40s in this area. It's scattered. There's rain down to Joplin. Severe rain around Wichita Falls this evening. Everybody, please, all of my listeners, please be careful out there. This isn't a race. If you find that you're tired or it, the rain is just too heavy, pull it over. Take a break. Let it go by. You have four hours on your 14-hour clock normally at the start of your day. Take a break for a couple hours. Take a nap. I don't like running in the rain. I don't like running in lightning storms. A little secret, I'm a Hurricane Katrina survivor. I went through Hurricane Katrina in my 16 by 80 mobile home back in 2005. It was not fun. I still have bad effects from it to this day, 13 years later. And I don't, when it's lightning outside, uh uh-uh, I pull it over. I even close the curtains. I'm not too proud to admit that, that, you know, all of us have weaknesses. All of us have idiosyncrasies. A lot of people can't drive at night, I I find out. And uh, you don't drive in bad weather if you can't. Like people tell me all the time, the load isn't worth it, and it's not. But there's times that you also have to make that exception. If you have plenty of time, yeah, park it. But if the load has to get there and you can't repower it and you can't, you know, reschedule the appointment... Well, then take your time, but get it there as safe as you can. Always, always, always talk to dispatch. Send them a message. Give them an ETA. That's what I got fussed at about. An updated ETA. If you're going to be late, when you're going to get there. A lot of companies will appreciate that. I call companies. I don't leave it up to the company I'm working with to do that for me. I'll call Walmart. I'll call other people. Walmart, we all know, give you an hour before your appointment time and an hour after your appointment time to get the load there safely. Uh, Other companies will say, what time do you think you could get here? Just, we're loading. The appointment is at 3. We'll load you till 5. We'll have, they usually will have, the load's really got to go and it's a Friday afternoon. They'll have somebody stay late, only about 30 minutes. But they'll still have somebody stay late so you get there safely. Again, this is not a race. It's don't be tailgating behind folks, whether you're tailgating behind a car, a car tailgating a truck, a truck tailgating another truck, because accidents like the one that happened in Texas happen. Do you really want to injure somebody? That's that's somebody's grandkids. That's somebody's sister. That's somebody's aunt. She lost, you know, it was somebody's wife. He lost his wife, his whole family. Can you imagine being in critical condition in ICU and not knowing where your family is and then finding out that they all passed away? I can't. I can't imagine that. So on that note, a somber note, I want to make sure, thank everybody again for listening. I Again, I greatly appreciate it. Just, I'm a truck driver, lady truck driver with a bunch of experience trying to get the word out, trying to turn this industry around, trying to teach people the right way to do things. Trying to to get the caring back into trucking. And uh, I'm only one person, but, you know, 
if they can, if the kids can march on D.C., and I do have to bring that up, it's not about trucking, but the kids can march on D.C., us truck drivers can do something, you know? Us truck drivers can do something to turn this crap around, but we just have to band together. I've been saying that for 30 years, if not more longer than that, 40 years. Us truck drivers have to band together, be the family that we once were, so we could turn this industry around and be shown in a better light than how we are now. Because it's crap. Our reputation out here is crap. And I don't care how many different organizations sugarcoat it, it's crap. Oh, you drive a truck, huh? A lot of the newer generations going, oh, wow, cool, you drive a truck. Aren't you scared? No, no, I'm not scared. I'm a farm girl from Wisconsin. I grew up with tractors and balers and hay wagons, like I mentioned in other episodes, other shows. And so truck driving to me just came natural. It's like second nature to me. And another thing is, People, your head have to be rotating every eight seconds back and forth, always keeping an eye on your surroundings, what's behind you, what's coming up beside you on your left, what's coming up beside you on your right. Don't sit there and have tunnel vision. So many drivers out here have tunnel vision. They look straight ahead. God forbid they turn their head because it'll break off their shoulders. Really? You have to look left, look at your sweep your gauges, look right. Look out both mirrors, look out your hood mirror, look down the side of your truck, look on the on-ramp. You got the little square mirror underneath your large mirror on your passenger side, look on the on-ramp, see if anybody's coming on. Is it clear on your left? Move your ass over. It doesn't kill anything. It's not going to hurt your time at all. Move it over. If you can, if you can't, that's another story. You got about 1,500 cars coming up your left lane, like Missouri is prone for. They won't give you an inch. There again, four-wheelers, if you're listening to this. People in cars, if you're listening to this. Be aware of your surroundings. If you see a semi-truck that has a turn signal on, and happens to be a left one, slow down. Back off. Let them out. Because he can't stop. People, it takes two and a half football fields, that's over 700 yards, to stop one of these things when we're 80,000 pounds. Hence why I say a truck is a rolling bomb. We do not stop on a dime, people. Give us space. Give us room when you're passing us. Your safest place is behind us, not in front of us. Everybody wants to hurry up and get around the big truck, hurry up and get around the big truck, because we're moving slow. Get on down the road and then come in front of us. There again, that's why that van got crushed. It wasn't because he clipped his ass, he was standing still. But at the same time, you clip us off, What's going to happen? You're going to do a 360. Are we going to be able to stop while you're doing a donut in front of us? I don't freaking think so. It's not going to happen, people. And then who's going to suffer? The guy in the four-wheeler. Because we're bigger. We can run over the top of people. This is reality. This is my reality check today. It's a sad day when I have to have an episode about a major fatality accident out here. It really, really is. So everyone, take care. Be safe out on the highway. I Again, I appreciate all of my listeners. Please join us. Facebook dot com slash julia's hyphen trucking hyphen cafe we also on blogtalkradio.com slash julia's hyphen trucking hyphen cafe i also have a, a page but it's under my trucking i'm going to edit that as well 
Voidas Logistics, W-O-J-D-A-C-Z, logistics.com slash Julia's Trucking, hyphen Trucking Cafe. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate all my listeners. Please leave, leave us a comment on our episodes, what you think of them, if you like them or not. They'll always be posted on the Facebook page and, again, on the website. So please keep the shiny side up and stay safe out there. Have a great week. by any of the 70 Denver area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by any of the 70 Denver area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>